0: You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you on Ascension Sunday in the life of the church. It's the, day, it's the Sunday before Pentecost, and it's the day in which Jesus blesses the disciples and says, it's your turn now. So let us hear our reading for the day. It's the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter, beginning with the 44th verse. It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses And they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I will freely admit that the ascension leaves me scratching my head a bit. And that's because at the end of the day, I'm a rather practical theologian. Uh, meaning that I'm not overly concerned whether you read things metaphorically or literally or you understand this nuance or that nuance. What I'm most interested in is what is the fruit of your faith? What is the fruit of your belief? In other words, I'm rather practical about this whole Jesus thing. Jesus fed people, therefore we feed people. Jesus healed people, therefore we heal people. Jesus was crucified, therefore we too are to live sacrificially. We too are to carry the cross. And here on Ascension Sunday, Jesus flew into the clouds. So we, well, I'm not sure where. So I am. Uh, Ascension Sunday has always been one of those scratch your head kind of moments, but maybe, maybe that's the point. And this is where the practice of Christianity began. So, the first part about our text, uh, the first part of our text uh, today, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Remember, we talked about Jesus' last words and how last words seem to be more important than the other words that we share. And Jesus' last words in the Gospel of Luke is I want you to go out and preach repentance and forgiveness in my name, which means that Jesus is very concerned with we who are followers of Jesus, of being people of great grace in the world. Go and preach forgiveness in my name. In other words, Christianity is not about being better or richer or faster or smarter. Though being better or faster or richer or smarter are not necessarily bad things. But as people of faith, we should be better with kindness. And faster to move into peace and richer with our generosity and smarter with eyes of compassion. At least, those are the things that Jesus seemed to be concerned about. They were his last words after all. We've already talked about that. But for a moment, let's look at the rest of the text. He led them as far out as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. Now, understand what it says. He lifted up his hands to bless them. Just prior in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus makes a big deal to show him, to show them his hands. Because he appeared before them after the resurrection. A little bit different in the Gospel of Acts, in the, in, the, in the Book of Acts. In the Gospel of Luke, written by the same author, though the, the language is a little bit different. In the Book of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, the resurrection, the walk to Emmaus, the appearance to the disciples, and the ascension all happen in the same day. In the book of Acts, there is this 40-day period where it says that Jesus walked with them and taught them and then was ascended. Again, not overly concerned with whether you understand all of this happening in one day or whether you understand this to be a 40-day period. What is the fruit, however, what is the fruit of that belief, at least to me, is, is more important. But just prior, the disciples thought that they were seeing a ghost, And you might imagine that they would feel that way. Jesus appears behind locked doors. He's eating fish. They saw him buried. But he shows them his hands. He goes, look, it is I. It is I. His wounded hands were proof that they were not seeing an apparition. It is a resurrected body. It is healed, yet the scars are still there. So, when Jesus lifts up his hands to bless the disciples, understand that they are being blessed with wounded hands. And what an appropriate picture of Christianity. That we are living under a perpetual blessing of wounded hands. Sometimes we think about the resurrection, or sometimes we think about Christianity, that, that the point of it is to, that Jesus came out of the tomb and he was like glowing, And his body was perfect and like chiseled like Braveheart, like these kinds of things. When Jesus appeared to them, he said, look at my side, look at my hands. The wounds were still there. What a beautiful picture of Christianity that we are living under a perpetual blessing of wounded hands. Hands that have been healed, yes, but the scars are still there. In other words, if you are imperfect, if you are not perfect, then congratulations, you have fulfilled the prerequisite in order to be a blessing for someone else. The church is not full of perfect people. The resurrected Lord had wounds, and we are living under perpetual blessing of wounded hands. The text then goes on to say that the disciples worshipped Jesus. And this is a big deal. In the Jewish faith, there is the Shema, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. It says, Here, O Israel, the Lord, uh, the Lord is God. The Lord is one. God is one, indivisible. There is only one God. But here at the ascension, it says that they began to worship Jesus. In other words, they began to see that when you look to Jesus, you are seeing God you are seeing God in the flesh. Therefore, when we do the work of Jesus, feeding, healing, teaching, living sacrificially, we are doing the work of God. It is a big deal that they began to, it says, they worshipped him. Because their eyes had been opened to the understanding of the scriptures and they finally began to see that Jesus was God in the flesh. When we look to Jesus We see God. We hear this. Now, this is the end of the Gospel of Luke. Jesus' farewell discourse in the Gospel of Luke. In Jesus' farewell discourse in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, uh, no one goes to the Father except through me. Maybe you've heard that. And sometimes we kind of mispresent that to say, like, unless you're a member of Asbury in the United Methodist tradition, then you'll go to heaven. But if not, like, you're not going to go to heaven. More to the point is... It's a reminder that we should stop trying to get to God by doing things that wounded hands would not bless. No one goes to the Father except through me. Which means we should stop trying to commune with God by doing things that Jesus himself wouldn't bless. No one goes to the Father except through me. So unless wounded hands are blessing you, then maybe we are not communing with God in the way that we might think. Finally, uh, and I apologize, the sermon's a little shorter than normal. (laughs) I've not yet gotten an email that said, preacher, you need to preach longer. So so finally, finally. Our scripture lesson says that they were continually blessing God in the temple. They went to the temple. They were continually in the temple blessing God. Now, we can understand the plain meaning of this and say that they were always in the temple. And again, let me back up to the very beginning of the sermon. I'm a practical theologian. If that's your reading of this, rock and roll. Mazel May you be a blessing. Another way to read this, that they were continually in the temple blessing God, is that with their time with Jesus... Jesus did not bring them to the temple to give them this teaching. Jesus did not ascend from the bedrock of the temple. Jesus led them out as far off as Bethany to offer this teaching. In other words, to continually be in the temple is to continually be in the presence of God. And what they are finally beginning to realize and recognize is that when we are doing the work of God, we start to recognize that God is indeed everywhere. And sometimes the role of the church is to catch up and find the places where God already is, where the kingdom of God is already at work. Sometimes we think that we bring the kingdom of God to the world, and I'm not going to say that that's not true, but that's awful, awfully bold for us to, to say. Sometimes we are surprised that when we go out into the world, when we show up at Arizona, when we go to Mexico, when we go to these places to serve, we realize God got here before I did. How interesting. And their role is to point to the work that God is already doing. They were continually in the temple praising God, which means wherever they were, they were doing the work of God. Wherever they were, they took their sandals off because it was holy ground because they began to realize that the point isn't to bring people into the temple. It is to go out into the world and to reveal the kingdom of God. And sometimes we are surprised that God is already there when we show up. They were continually in the temple Praising God so yes the ascension does leave me scratching my head a bit being a practical theologian and maybe maybe that's the point Jesus tells a story earlier in the gospel of Luke it goes like this then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life then he said to him well what is written in the law what do you read there he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, you've given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But then it says the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, asks Jesus, okay, well then, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Right? In other words, when Jesus was with the disciples, when he was walking with them and talking with them and feeding others and healing the sick, Jesus could look at them and say, do that. Do you see what I just did? Do that and you will live. But now on the ascension day, Jesus has withdrawn from them. I am going to the Father. Stay here until you are full of power and might from the Holy Spirit. I will bless you. It will be a perpetual blessing, but now it is up to you. It'd be one thing if we called church council together and said, all right, we need to talk about this mass thing. Like, there's a lot of information coming out, vaccines, yada, yada, yada. And if Jesus was a member, I could say, Jesus, like, give us the right answer. Like, what should we do? And this is when Christianity begins. Because we don't have... Jesus saying, "That's saying, that, do that. Do that and you will live. Which means we have to talk to each other. And listen with each other. And pray with one another. And discern the role of the Holy Spirit with one another. And yes, sometimes argue with one another. And that's the beauty and the difficulty and the blessing of what Christianity is. Is that it calls us together to love one another as neighbors. And to listen to one another to come to consensus for the good of the kingdom, to think together, to carry one another, to serve one another. The good news is the blessing from wounded hands is ongoing. Do you notice that in the text it says, while he was blessing them, he was taken from them. In other words, Jesus' hands have not come down yet. The good news is we are living under a perpetual blessing. A blessing from wounded and healed hands, but a perpetual blessing nonetheless. Which means that we can be in the temple continually too. Because wherever we are, God is there. God is always with us. And my prayer today is that we live as if we believe that to be true. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and most loving God, though at times we wish Jesus was here to say, do this. Just just do this. And if Jesus says those things, I also pray that we might actually listen. But Father, until Jesus returns, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be with us to lead us into communion with one another, to talk, to share, to carry, to lament, to grieve, to celebrate, so that we, like the disciples, will be perpetually walking on holy ground. Send us from this place, Father, as imperfect as we are, to be a blessing to someone else. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.